Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Culture's weekly podcast, where every week it is our goal, our mission, our aim to deliver straight to you, the people, an authentic, creative message. Um, As always, our mission is to inspire the belief in yourself. That's the only belief that we promote here at Shape the Culture. Um, We also follow the model of each one, teach one. So we believe that as we go through our life, through our circumstances, through our trials and tribulations, that it's just our job and our responsibility to pass on those lessons, to share them, um, to help people prepare for the future, to help people survive in the present. And then we also think that it's helpful sometimes to be able to reflect on your past and be able to have a different perspective on to view what you were going through yourself as you were going through your situation. Um, so that is our purpose here at Ship the Culture. If you are a first-time listener, We just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for giving us a chance. However you find your way here, whether it was through a recommendation, seeing somebody posted on social media, whether you were just on a podcast hunt and you just came across this and you felt like it'd be cool to check it out. Um, Thank you for your time. I hope that as you listen, you find something that you can meditate on. You find something that's insightful to you and you find something that you believe can help you as you go through your life journey. Um, If you're a continuing listener, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to tune in. I really appreciate all the positive feedback, constructive criticism, ratings, and reviews that I continue to receive. It really helps me think about this podcast deeply, make some changes, um, think about some of the topics and conversations that we can help create. So thank you so much. I love seeing this journey. I love seeing people grow inside this community with us. Um, And I like being able to like I said, follow that model of each one, teach one. So every time somebody reaches out to me and shares with me how they related to the message and the lesson they learned, it helps me improve. It helps me learn a lesson. It helps me to get better too. So we truly are all in this together. Um, And so last week we started our new series titled Got Faith. Um, And we started with the intro to the book of Daniel and we started talking about his journey and we looked at faith from a very practical standpoint. Um, So kind of demystifying faith and really looking at it as something that is practical, something that we all have the ability to believe in. I think sometimes we may think that faith is reserved for only a certain group of people, only a certain religion, certain customs, or if you have certain habits. But I think faith is for everybody. Faith is something very practical. And as we saw in that story of Daniel, you know, he was able to use his faith in a way that helped him get closer to God rather than really perform a miracle. He was using his faith, believing that his relationship with God could get even better. Um, So I think that was a beautiful thing to witness. So we are going to continue that series this week. Um, I will be continuing to read from the book of Daniel. And this week I will be reading chapter two. So like I said, I'm going to be reading Daniel chapter two. Um, I'm going to read the whole chapter. So that's going to go from, not the whole chapter. So we're going to go from verses one through 18. And it reads like this. In the second year of his reign, King Neptunizer started having dreams that disturbed him deeply. He couldn't sleep. He called in all the Babylonian magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and fortune tellers to interpret his dream for him. When they came and lined up before the king, he said to them, I had a dream that I can't get out of my mind. I can't sleep until I know what it means. The fortune tellers said, long live the king. Tell us the dream and we will interpret it. The king answered the fortune tellers, this is my decree. If you can't tell me both the dream itself and its interpretation, I'll have you ripped to pieces, limb from limb, and your homes torn down. 
But if you tell me both the dream and its interpretation, I'll lavish you with gifts and honors. So go to it. Tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered, if it please your majesty, tell us the dream. We'll give the interpretation. But the king said, I know what you're up to. You're just playing for time. You know you're up a tree. You know that if you can't tell me my dream, you're doomed. I see right through you. You're going to cook up some fancy stories and confuse the issue until I change my mind. Nothing doing. First, tell me the dream. Then I know that you're on the up and up with the interpretation and not just blowing smoke in my eyes. The fortune teller said, nobody anywhere can do what you ask. And no king, great or small, has ever demanded anything like this from any magician, enchanter, or fortune teller. What you're asking is impossible unless some god or goddess should reveal it. And they don't hang around with people like us. That, that set the king off. He lost his temper and ordered the whole company of Babylonian wise men killed. When the death warrant was issued, Daniel and his companions were included. They also were marked for execution. When the chief of the royal guards was making arrangements for the execution, Daniel wisely took him aside and quietly asked what was going on. Why this all of a sudden? After the, after the chief of the royal guards filled in the background, Daniel went to the king and asked for a little time so that he can interpret the dream. Daniel then went home and told his, companion, told his companions what was going on. He asked them to pray to the God of heaven for mercy in solving this mystery so that the four of them wouldn't be killed along with the whole company of Babylonian wise men. So we just read the first half of Daniel, book of Daniel, chapter two. And immediately we see that in this, in this story, right, like the first big thing is because we don't even get to Daniel until the end of the first half, right? It's really all about the king. And we see that the king wanted the impossible, like literally the impossible. He wanted the fortune tellers, the musicians, enchanters, whoever it could be, to tell him his dream and then tell him the interpretation. And so he was really being unreasonable, like super unreasonable. And it's a contrast between what we talked about last week, because last week when we talked about God faith, we saw Daniel in this position where he was just taken captive and his homeland had been taken over. So he was now in captivity. He had been selected and listed to, to work at the Kings as part of the Kings, like, Royal committee, royal guard, royal court. And, you know, he demonstrated faith in that instance by setting himself apart and making the decision not to eat the king's food and drink the king's wine, but to stick to his, his, his diet of vegetables and water and see how that paid off over switching his habits due to conformity. And so that was a very practical situation on faith. And so now we come to this second chapter where Daniel has been enlisted. He's been working. He's part of the wise man. He's part of the people that the king keeps around to tell him answers, to seek guidance and advise him. And now the king is asking for something that is just totally impossible for, like the guard, like the enchanter said, anybody to really feel, right? And so even though nobody can do this, you know, even the, the the original enchanter said that there's nobody in heaven and earth that can do this unless a god or a goddess, you know, was able to give them, you know, that power, to give them that wisdom. But what I think is so special 
about this story is that it really is, it really, t- the answers are in the story itself, you know, because those, those people were right. They were right to believe that unless you have somebody on your side, unless you really believed in something bigger than yourself, you believed in something that you, re- that you can't see, you know, you can't get this done. They were really explaining to the king that, you know, they didn't have enough faith in themselves and their abilities and whatever they believed in to believe that they could get this done. And the king, the king had raised the stakes for him. He had told him what was going to happen. You know, your families are doomed. Your life is over. You know, it's going to be all bad if you can't tell me my dream and my interpretation. And even though that seems impossible, that seems like an, an impossible task, I feel like it's a great illustration for situations that we may find ourselves in, you know, constantly or from time to time. We we find ourselves in these situations that at first they are, they are, they're very impossible. You know, you get a new task at work, you get a new, you know, job interview, a job offer, you you find yourself in a new school, in a new environment, surrounded by new people. You know, life is constantly about change and constantly about you know, pushing ourselves to go higher and higher. And so we find ourselves in situations that at first we're like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. The stakes have been raised. I don't know how I'm going to overcome this. I don't know how I'm going to see this through, right? But the testimony is that we're still here today, that we've made it through. You know, even if you're currently in a, in a season of, of transition, a season of change and a season of storms, you know, you have to be able to look at your past storms and realize that you overcame those so you can overcome this storm as well. And so I love that through this story, we're able to see that faith is literally, it starts, I think, with the decision to in ourselves, within ourselves to commit to say that, you know, one, there is, there's nothing stopping me. You know, there's, there's nothing stopping me. The only thing stopping myself, only thing stopping me is myself. And that's literally it. And so when Daniel enters the story, we automatically see a different perspective. But it's two sides of the same coin because Daniel was in the same situation. You know, he he was one of the wise men that was ordered to death. So, you know, if it was going to be over for the original wise men, it was going to be over for him too. The king wanted them all taken care of if nobody could interpret his interpret his dream and then also be able to tell him his dream. But I think due to Daniel's experience, and like I said, Daniel's initial faith, like Daniel got faith, like Daniel now has faith. He now has that belief, that trust in himself to say, you know what, let me not panic first. And I think that's our tendency. It's almost like our human nature. We'll we'll tend to panic first. We want to panic. We want to let that anxiety build up. We want to get frustrated. We want to get sad. We kind of want to live in this, this mindset of devastation, of just believing that we can't do it. And we kind of put ourselves in a position just to wait. We like to wait and see, like, is something miraculous going to happen? But Daniel, we see, because Daniel got faith, and he has faith that is daring, bold, and courageous. And I think those are some of the adjectives and words we need to start using to describe faith because faith is not like this passive waiting thing. And it can be sometimes, but sometimes faith is daring, it's bold, it's courageous. It's Daniel saying, asking the royal guard, ask the king just for a little bit more time. And when you think about that, you might think that's a simple request. 
you might think, oh, Daniel just asked for a little bit of time. He's trying to find a way to finesse, trying to find a way to make it through. But think about a servant asking the king for a little bit of more time so he could fulfill his request. And think about the way we know kings are set up historically and their tempers and the way they treated people. You know, that was bold in itself. That was a step of faith, you know, saying, okay, wait, that is a lot. You know, he's probably like, okay, king, you want me to tell you my your dream? You want me to tell you the interpretation? You truly are asking for a lot. You're asking for something that I don't know if I'm really going to even be able to do myself. But let first, let me take that little step of faith. It's like putting your feet in the water you know, your toes in the water and say, let me just ask for a little bit of time. And that's what Daniel did. And, you know, at this point, you know, with, with when it comes to having faith, you have to be willing to step out before you will fall or not, before you know if you will fall or not. You know, you have to literally be able, willing to put your foot out and see if you can walk, see if there's a step there waiting for you. And I think as we get better at doing those little steps of faith, like I said, those little practical ideas of faith, because here Daniel is with another you know, practical way of exhibiting some faith. Let me just ask for some time, you know, and it worked. You know, the king said, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some time. I'll, I'll give you some time to figure it out. And so now Daniel has to, you know, really get into his bag. And I think that we have to put ourselves in the position of Daniel and understand that if Daniel failed, you know, he would have been executed. But here's the other thing. Like I said, two sides of the same coin. Even if he didn't try because nobody else was willing to try, so it was already a done deal, he still would have been executed. And I think sometimes when we're in our situations, we have to be able to confront our realities and realize like we're in this situation no matter what. So I might as well try to exhibit some faith, put some faith into practice when I'm in a situation that really is not going my way either way. Because all you really can do in those situations is ask, seek, and not. That's the recipe. And then when you believe you have an answer, you might as well roll with it. You know, Daniel had a simple idea. Let me just ask for some time and see what I can put together. And, you know, we have to be willing to jump and trust before anything happens. And and that's something we're going to see as we continue to look into his story, because this is just the first half. You know, once again, we see Daniel realizing that I just need to exhibit some practical faith and we can learn from that. And we have to learn that nothing, like I said, nothing is stopping you. Nothing is stopping you from making that request. Nothing is stopping you for asking for the resources that you may need. Nothing is stopping you for asking for help. Nothing is stopping you from trying, from doing. It's really, you know, ourselves. We we get we're our worst critic. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll give ourselves sometimes the worst advice, the worst reviews, worst you know ratings, commentary to ourselves. But we have to be willing to step outside of that mode. And you know, faith has to be your motivation. You have to be motivated to act through your faith. You have to be motivated to say, you know what? This is a do or die situation. And it might not literally be do or die, but when you're acting out on faith, it's either yes or no. Either you're going to step out on faith or you're not. Um, And before we can allow miracles to happen, because miracles are really things that are unbelievable, right? We have to be able to believe in the unbelievable. We have to be willing to accept that the unbelievable can happen. Um, And so that is the message of this story. Like I said, of really that just that first half of chapter two, 
Next week, we're going to get into the second half and we're going to see what happens after Daniel takes that little step of faith, you know, and see how that prepares him for bigger levels of faith. Because like I said, through this series, we're going to start seeing how faith can be actually be very practical, can be kind of managed. It can be ordered, you know, it can be ordered steps and things that take you in the right direction. So thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Culture's weekly podcast. Like I said, thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed your time as you listened. I hope you took something away that you can implement in your life. I hope you're willing to take a few more, you know, little steps of practical faith and see how that works out for you. So I hope you guys have a good week. Until next week, I love you all.